0: Meanwhile in the pot cave
1: Back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad.
2: I'm Brian.
0: I'm Podman Ron.
1: And we are back. Uh, you know, we've, we're uh, careening into uh, a new quarter. We've already got three months of the year down, and it feels like we, we've we got a good start. You know, I know, Podman Ron, you like to do weekly podcasts. I do. And we're, we're getting to where we have a fair amount to talk about almost, so we may have to... Yeah. Uh, kick it yeah, into high gear be, here
0: yeah we're gonna be uh juggling this crap here
2: shortly yeah we just prefer not to do that to our listener yeah make him listen to one every week
1: um you know I would say that I uh, would love to be able to post some stuff on on our Instagram if anybody's listening and looking at our Instagram I'm not I forgot who was supposed to be updating that
0: well, it was me, but y'all didn't like the uh, the rating thing, so I quit doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the way you do it. Just quit doing it, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I
1: do know. You know. yeah, know, I, I think Brian may have had a good idea last year when he, you know, kind of said. refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of getting tired of doing the podcast. I just, am going to stop doing it. Is that the attitude of the pod man? Episode? No, oh, no, I was just,
0: I, I was just saying that y'all didn't like it, so I just. Thought, you know we just discontinued doing it that's why i stopped
2: you like right. we didn't like one piece of it so you quit it all <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, oh that's like the podcast oh i'm with you run i'm with you run oh there was only one part of the podcast that i really really disliked
1: i just said I the, hell quit. <laughs> the hell with the hell with the whole not thing. brad <laughs> <laughs> God. the hell with the whole thing all right well maybe maybe uh if we're going to be doing a weekly stuff here, maybe we can pick up some Instagram followers here, you know? So again, please follow us as at the, at the pod men on Instagram. Uh, and give us a, give us a like whenever the the a, a notice of a new episode gets posted. And maybe we'll, if we get enough likes, how about this pod man, Ron, if we get enough likes on the next post, which will be, you know, this episode announcing this episode, will you, will you re-engage on the, Instagram audience? What would it All
0: right, take? I like it. That'll work. That'll
1: work. So if we get five Three. likes,
0: <laughs>
1: that's not Three me. So
2: it's- five likes, so we're talking like, like uh, 85% penetration?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually myself... Uh, intern Alex and your wife, I think will like it. And then maybe a couple of people from my work may like it out of pity. So I think we could get five really quickly.
0: Oh, wow. Get some people on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, so what, uh, what are we, what we starting off with?
1: Uh, well, we always start off with, let's start off with the news. On the news side, we've got uh, we've got a lot to talk about, and let's not bury the lead. We finally we have a final Avenger teaser trailer
0: preview thing. We did. Yeah. And I felt like uh, I felt that like they showed a little bit too much in this one. Steve.
1: Wow. Oh my God! After complaining all this time that they're not showing us enough, now you're saying... No,
0: no, I wasn't complaining about that. Oh, that like, was just I wasn't me. complaining about that?
1: That was me complaining about it. Yes. Oh,
0: okay. I thought it was both of y'all actually. I, I felt like this time they just didn't show I mean they showed way too
2: much in my opinion. I don't think they showed way too much. I think they showed the stuff we should have seen in the set in the second or third trailer. They finally said, okay well uh, you guessed it. Tony makes it back to Earth.
0: Tony lives. So Well have you all heard the thing about the uh, the handshake between Captain American and Iron Man?
1: No, what's that's the scoop there?
0: The scoop
2: here it was a missed is, opportunity.
0: Is what they're saying this is it uh, looks like it's a fake-out by Marvel in regards to what Captain America's wearing. They're, they're saying if you nah. look at it closely, the outfit he's wearing looks like what he wore. You know, it's like a dingy old outfit. But they think what he's actually wearing is what he was wearing in Avengers, the first movie. That nah. movie so and
1: this they're is...
0: saying that's the time travel. And, and do you that's, trust me? That's, right? right. That's Tony Stark from the future are, are present going back to the Avengers time. their that first mission and uh, getting with cap about that. Getting so, with cap. Is getting that, with is cap. That, is that, I thought that was
1: the end game, so to speak. That's,
0: uh, so that's the, that. uh, that's, that's the big thing going around that, that that is a fake out. One of the Marvel's famous uh, fake out clips.
2: Well, I and, feel um, like what I said about the trailer they could have done and almost kind of sort of did by showing that, but I had it better. Like the arm, <laughs> armchair movie producer.
1: Yes, of course.
2: Instead of him going, you trust me, and them shaking hands, he should have said, I believe this belongs to you, and hands him the shield back.
0: Maybe, right, right. Maybe we'll see that still. Well, and maybe we'll, we'll see that, actually, because now, since this is not going to be the actual them getting together, if that's true, this is not when they actually. So will really won't they? Yeah, yeah. This is not when they actually reunite. So. This, Tony <laughs> and, and Steve. United, Poor Bucky. What's Bucky
1: going to do when he finds out?
2: Yeah, the Ross and Rachel of the of the, the uh, Marvel Universe.
1: <laughs> Bucky is not going to be happy when he finds out that Cap, getting back. So, so the the uh, trailers got you more? Or we wait? Do we rate the trailers anymore? I don't think we. No, oh, no. We
0: can rate. We can rate them. I, I, I'd rate this trailer. Uh, Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Oh, Wait, did you give it for fifty fuck? <laughs> oh, what are you doing, man? I thought we did like
1: one to no. five.
0: You're, you're right. I'm oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> sorry.
1: That's that's the Rotten Tomato score of the trailer.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes score. Whew. I I give the trailer a four. Okay. What do
2: y'all
1: oh. give it? Sure, I'll uh, give it a four. Yeah. yeah. I'm it. just over it.
2: Uh, did, has anybody gotten their
1: tickets yet? No.
0: Yeah, we finally... Alex was online for like uh, over an hour. He, he <laughs> was online for like an over an hour, finally got the fucking ticket, and then they sent him an email saying, there was a problem. Of course. Uh, you don't have tickets, dumbasses. So uh, we had to do it all over again, wow. and yeah. this time we, we got stuck getting fucking... Uh, 3D. So, um,
2: I was on. You know, I I signed on just just to check my Facebook feed as I was you know jumping on to work and it, the announcement was there that the tickets went live, and so I you know I'm a AMC A list. Of course. Um, so <laughs> AMC, if you want to throw some money towards the podcast, yeah. but I'm an AMC A lister. So I went onto the app and tried to buy tickets, and the app was like crashed. You couldn't yeah. access. You couldn't access any movies. So just the sheer, you know. Amount of people jumping on crashed AMC until about 6 o'clock at night. So AMC's app and website was down from like 8 a.m. till about 6 o'clock at night just because of people trying to get on and get um, Avengers tickets. So I jumped over to Fandango because A-listers, if you don't know this, you can still use your A-list benefit on Fandango and get your free ticket.
1: That's a pod mention of the week.
2: That's how I saw uh, Shazam early, because I went through Fandango, but still was able to use my A-list. So I got on a- Fandango. Fandango's site didn't crash, but it popped up and said, your wait time is greater than an hour. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. It took, I just let it run in the background. It took three hours wow. for me to queue to buy tickets to the Avengers.
1: Wow. Yeah, I like I mean, pe- people do realize, though, it's not just one weekend that it's playing, right?
0: Correct. Well, you However. know what? They, they are selling them on eBay for $500 to $1,000 is what the news has been reporting. I don't know how true this is Fake news. or if that's accurate, but uh, the first article I read was $500, and the second article I read it was
2: $1,000. So, Well, my concern was getting spoiled. So I wanted the Thursday night viewing, and so I've got Thursday at 6.15 in the evening. I'm not sure if that's considered like the – because they've got a special fan-viewing event. When I was clicking on it, that's what I selected, but I think it kind of dumped me out in the whole debacle about AMC's website dropping and everything. But so I've got 6.15 tickets Thursday night. Uh, technically, there's a 5 o'clock show, but it'll still be – people will still be seated, so nobody will <laughs> spoil this movie for me.
1: Wow. All right. Very good. All right. Well, damn, buddy. Uh, I will see it when uh, when I see it. I guess.
0: So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I just, I'm really not looking forward to that three hours of it. I'll
1: be yeah, honest we we talked about that. That's going to kill you. Yeah. Did You're you need get? A catheter. Did you get uh, morning, seats by the aisle? An aisle seat.
0: You know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't know what we got. Oh my I god! This it. is not yeah. good. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Hopefully, the intern did a good job there. Um, but
0: you know, uh, you know the scenes in the movie of uh, the trailer. There was some really, you know, Nebula and Rocket holding hands, you know, comforting <laughs> each other and Pepper oh, yeah. reuniting. Really oh, yeah. yeah, Cap really, and uh, Iron
1: Man comforting each other. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, the one thing that I, they seemed like they were kind of leaning toward, um, but didn't kind of they didn't go all the way, just like Cap and Bucky. They don't go all the way. Is uh it's sort of like assuming everybody's assuming this is Iron Man's last gig here, that Tony Stark's last uh movie and everything, that they, they almost went kind of retro with the uh the Mark uh, eighty five or whatever. Oh yeah. You know, it would have been really cool, cool I, to see the, the shoulder things that. and the hip thingies, you know, from the the seventies the mm-hmm. or whatever. That would have been pretty cool to see.
2: Yeah, the gold on the arms goes all the way up to like his collarbone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that that's kind cool. of a throwback, but uh
1: yeah, it's good. Uh speaking of throwbacks, uh we also have a Joker, you know, not to be outdone, DC, you know, hit some hard with uh, a new Joker trailer that released today. And uh, you know, it's a little bit of a departure for the, the superhero genre, it looks like.
2: Again. Yeah, but I think that was the whole point of this one. The because it's they got A-list actors and directors. This is their Oscar bait superhero movie again.
1: Well, this yeah. isn't,
2: you know, this isn't their DC universe. You know, this isn't in the Shazam universe. This is this is standalone because uh, it was produced by uh, Scorsese, right?
1: Uh, it certainly looks like it was. I think I can't remember if he uh, had something to do with it. But, uh, you know, everything you read about it, uh, everybody said, oh, my God, it looks like Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Uh, well, it's
2: got De Niro in it.
1: It's got De Niro playing uh, talk show host in it.
2: Uh, yeah, he's playing Johnny Carson. According yeah. to those drapes, he's playing Johnny Carson.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm I'm totally sold on it. I've you know. Taxi Driver is probably in one of my top three movies of all time. So if it's uh, yeah, anywhere near that, then I'm all for it.
2: It also reminded me of Falling Down. Remember from okay, 90s, yeah. uh, Michael yeah. Douglas.
1: Uh, Putnam uh, and Ryan, think you
2: you're, you're awfully see.
1: quiet on this, though.
0: <clears throat> I'm just, uh it's all right. I mean, it just seems like a movie movie. It doesn't seem like a superhero, supervillain movie. I mean, it seems like the origin of... uh Heath Ledger's a joker. I mean, it just
3: oh, it yeah.
0: kind of set in that universe and I don't know, it just doesn't seem interesting to me. The things
2: I think oh, I definitely think it's interesting. The things I think are the coolest well well one, and they've said this after the fact, that kid that he like yeah. like he's between the between the bars like at the gate, and he kinda of pulls his face up into the smile like he did earlier in the trailer. Uh, that, that kid is, is credited as Bruce Wayne. Like that kid is cast as Bruce Wayne. And the thought is he's standing outside Wayne Manor. But Thomas Wayne is supposed to be in the movie, and that kid is playing Bruce Wayne. So that's interesting. But what, the thing I think is the coolest about the trailer, uh, or my favorite part, is that he's wearing the Cesar Romero Joker
1: costume. <laughs> right, right.
2: I think, I just think that's cool as hell. So.
1: Alright. All I've right. uh, I'm I enjoy it. Uh what else we got? We got uh speaking of um, I was just telling Brian this in the the green room that we may have a new title or may have a title for the new Star Wars movie. Star uh, Star Wars Episode 10 Skywalkers or Episode 9, I guess. Skywalkers. Any any uh thoughts on that if that is the name?
2: If it is the name, it's it's them basically saying they might as well call it Star Wars Episode Nine. We're sorry.
0: We're sorry. Well, who's left in the Skywalker's? They're all fucking dead.
2: Well, they've already said Luke's not gone. Like so, they can they can they can okay, recon all this. They can say, well, Luke's a Luke's a force a uh, force ghost. Oh wait, you didn't understand what the force ghosts were. He's not really <laughs> dead. He right. can materialize again. I mean, right? You
1: can, Just you make do it all out.
2: that. Yeah. You know, and then you can say, you know, here's Luke's uh, bastard son.
0: They should just call it Star Wars The End. The
1: End. Well, Let's kill it right there. The End.
2: Uh, what I'm really excited for is really getting past this one to getting to the uh, the Game of Thrones producers. They've announced their, theirs is a trilogy, and it's, it's uh, um, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Which should be pretty kick-ass.
0: Yeah, that's what we said about the prequels, and that's what we said about the... Wow, they don't know how to do the Jedi. They just don't. I mean, we have no. yet to see any good Jedi movies.
2: And- the difference is the creative that's driving it. The creative that's driving it, and the fact that it's set far enough. It's set. In, it's set far enough back to where they have free reign. You're not on a 20 year track where okay, we're over the next over the next three movies. You've got to end at this point. No, you're set like 100 years uh, before, 80 years before, somewhere in there, where you can get into mythology of stuff, see stuff, but still change stuff enough because you don't have to land at a certain point, at a fixed point in time. And it's the Game of Thrones producers and writers, so it'll probably be pretty kick-ass. The problem with the prequels before is you knew it had to end at a certain point here. So you, the, the, so you could not deviate very much at all. Well, technically you could. He just didn't have to, so he didn't. So that's the biggest problem with the prequels: is they gave you nothing surprising, nothing that you didn't know already happened happened in those three movies.
1: Other than Jar Jar.
2: Other than Jar Jar.
1: Rather than you love Jar Jar, and it looks like they they're bringing back a, a wacky Jar Jar s character just for the kids for this movie, according to the <laughs> the also not maybe not official movie poster that we've seen. So a lot of mystery still around it. And, uh, yeah, you know
0: maybe they're I, I scrambling just, a bit. I honestly believe Star Wars is definitely worn out as well. Wow. I mean, wow. I think this last movie really just kind of. Did it in, the excitement that everybody felt for The Force Awakens, which I was too. I really liked that movie. I still like that movie. I think the last movie was enough to snuff that out. And uh, there is just doesn't seem that much excitement for the next one that's coming out. I mean, I think everybody is just kind of, meh. Meh.
1: Nah. Nah. Uh, well, I meh. Mean, what TV they show, should call <laughs> this
2: movie, what should be a kick-ass uh, name, because they've done you know, uh, Return of the Jedi. They've done um, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, you could do it, Rise of the Jedi. Oh, no, because it's it's the beginning of a new Jedi Order. So
1: a new a new uh, order of uh, people or who love to hide. Balance
0: of the balance of the Force is probably what it'll be. Since they're they're saying that Ray and. Uh, Think those guys yeah. going to combine their their powers, and it's going to be like the the balance will be there for the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Which Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Well, from whatever that is, from Star Wars to Star Girl, uh, Brian, we've seen our first uh, our first little peek of the new Star Girl, which I think is maybe the third. Is she the third live action Star Girl we've seen?
2: We yeah, saw right. we, one in Smallville.
1: Smallville, and didn't didn't Legends have one? Or maybe not. Maybe I'm. Maybe, oh, you're right. Mis- yeah, Legends that. had
2: one too. Yep, absolutely. So this is the third the third uh, live action Star Girl.
1: Yeah.
0: And what is all, she in, by the way, guys? I
1: don't. Oh, she's you know, in a what? show called Stargirl.
0: Oh, is it gonna be her own show? Yeah. yeah. You know how they,
1: she's oh. a popular character. Oh.
2: Okay. Yeah. Is this the Teen Titans Universe? I mean, is that what we're in? Uh, we don't know it's going to be Teen Titans Universe. But it's, uh, it's
1: on the I, streaming service, yeah.
2: It'll be on streaming. I hope since they have free reign and they can kind of take their t- – and it's a TV show, they can, uh, they can make uh, – and they've said that Joel McHale is yeah Starman, right?
1: Yeah. Or yeah. he or maybe we assumed it and then they revealed it with somebody else. It was something like that, but yeah.
2: I think he's Stripey. Fact, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you're right. He's stripy. He's so he's uh, Sylvester Pemberton. So, but uh, so that explains where she gets the belt, right? But it'd be really cool if we still saw Jack Knight, and that's because she does have the the, the, the cosmic rod. Yeah. So, and it's and it's the one from the '90s Starman comic, which is amazing.
1: Which was one of your fa- that was one of your favorites for a long time.
2: All time favorites. Yeah. Yeah. It's the godfather of comic books. Wow.
1: Uh, and then also uh, they've uh, announced, a, I don't know if they haven't really announced a synopsis for Swamp Thing on the streaming service, but there's, they announced a date for that. So we're getting closer to uh, closer to Podman Ron having to fork over another 10 bucks a month for uh, these wonderful DC shows, I think.
0: I know. I'm going to have to do it. Watch watch Doom Patrol, man. I heard it's really good.
2: Doom Patrol is pretty great. And and you know who pla- who's the big bad guy is uh, Alan Tudyk, uh,
1: one of your it's favorites.
2: Also, the new voice of uh, Gary on Santa Clarita Diet. I'm sorry, what? 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 Well, Do you know they recast Gary?
0: I knew they made his face all fucked up, so I figure. But I didn't know they they recast him. It's not Nathan Fillion anymore.
2: No, it's Alan Tudyk.
0: Oh no way! I
2: so, didn't
0: notice
2: that. But he's also Mister Nobody in in uh, Doom Patrol. He's a great voice actor. He's also the narrator of Doom Patrol, which is pretty great. That the narrator is 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 or uh, the their main villain is the narrator of the series because he just calls he just points out what dumbasses they are all the time. Right, right. So it's pretty great.
1: All right. Well, hey. Um, any, any other quick news bites before we we actually have some. Some brand new movie reviews here, some some retro players. reviews, uh, and then uh, Podman Ron's got a little TV review as well, right?
0: So any, any other any other news before we hit the it big screen? Like there was a little bit more than what we've gone over. I'm trying to think of uh, something, but uh, I haven't been keeping up with Star Trek, but I hear it's really good. I need to watch that.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm caught up on Star Trek. I, I watched Twilight Zone, so we can go into that. I watched the first two episodes of Twilight Zone.
1: All right, well let's go to the mo- let's go to the TVs. You want to go to the TV? Let's do it. Let let's let's go. go to the TV. Go to the small screen. For TV viewing uh, reviews, we've got Twilight Zone, Brian, Santa Clarita Diet, Ron. You saw season three. It's on season three. You said season three. Yep. And uh I watched uh two episodes of Ultraman on Netflix. So ah. yeah. So we have the Pod Men have fucking got it covered on TV. So Brian, tell us why what makes this Twilight Zone different from the other ones? Uh
2: well it's it's basically the Twilight Zone for the for kind of the millennial generation, yeah. I would guess.
1: I hate millennials. Uh
2: yeah, so you know, there's that it's Twilight Zone post Black Mirror. So, you know, so they're wanting to kind of loop in the technology piece of it, and kind of the uh, the uh, that honestly it's trying to find its identity in the first two episodes. And, and I gotta say, like they are more missed than hit the first two episodes. I've heard the second two episodes are better. Um, which, since it's an anthology, why the hell wouldn't you just make those the first two episodes? <laughs> but hmm. uh, it's very odd. It, PMR, did you watch the uh, the one that was released for free? No, I did
0: not. I need to watch that. Where, where do I get it at?
2: Pretty much anywhere. CBS? I think it's on YouTube and uh, other formats. But, yeah, you can watch You can go straight to CBS and watch it. But, yeah, so the first episode... It's called The Comedian. It revolves around Kamel Nanjani, uh, from The Nerdist and, and, uh, Meltdown and everything, uh, as a struggling comic who finds himself in the Twilight Zone. And the episode would have been tremendously better. Oh. If anything the comedian said had actually been funny. Which is really <laughs> weird because, It's all about how he goes from being a terrible comic to, uh, you know, in the Twilight Zone world, being this, you know, the funniest man on the planet. But nothing he says is ever funny. Even when he's, like, firing on all cylinders, what he's saying isn't humorous in the slightest. So it really kind of takes you out of the episode considering – the guy that's playing the main actor is a comedian (laughs) (laughs) and and the producer of the show is Jordan Peele also known for his comedic work. So it's, it's really weird. It almost makes me feel like that first first episode, it was the directorial decision to make him not funny. Right. But it really throttles the episode when, when, you're seeing all these people like uproariously laughing and falling all over themselves, and he's just saying nonsense that that isn't you know witty, funny. It's not even a good pun, you know. Like so, uh, very odd to watch. It was very odd to watch that episode.
1: And are these so, are these half hour or hour shows?
2: The, uh, they vary based on okay. I guess the 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 need of the script. I think the first episode is like 45 minutes, the second episode is 30 minutes. The second episode, the first episode is called The Comedian, right? The second episode is uh, We've
1: got a, a sequel. Of
2: terror, songs. it's Terror at 30,000 Feet instead of 20,000 Feet. Yeah. You know, the Terror 20,000 Feet was the famous William Shatter episode where there was a gremlin on the wing of the plane and nobody believed him. They thought he was losing his mind and it crashes, right? Uh, this one. Has nothing to do with any sort of gremlin or monster on the plane or anything. <laughs> it's any
1: more of that. set in reality, is that right?
2: It's more set in reality with like a backdrop of like the, uh, what was that podcast? The, uh, serial podcast? Yeah. So it's all about, uh, the main characters out of Scott and this finds a, he's on the plane and he finds a, uh, a uh, MP3 player that's playing a podcast talking about just like getting lost you know and then yeah. going going down and so it's all like that kind of paranoia and the kind of ze- it's almost got like a layer of xenophobia to it no monsters in it what? and then it again ends really weirdly like really kind of out of left field very improbably uh almost like they didn't have to do it like the last 5 minutes of the of the episode they could have just left off, and it would have been fine. It wouldn't have made it any. The last five minutes didn't make it any better. The last five minutes, if anything, just made it feel even more forced. That kind of it's a twist sort yeah. of moment, you know that that the the twist of a twist, like as if the everything else in the episode wasn't wasn't enough of a twist, right? It, you know, although you could see it coming a mile away, right? Um, you know, if the plane crashes and somebody finds a podcast talking about the plane's going to crash and he's trying to prevent it, guess who causes the crash?
1: Ooh, so Spoiler. Uh,
2: but, they, oh, yeah. I think they felt, they realized, hey, wait, uh, you can kind of tell, you can kind of project and and uh, um you know where this is going. There's no twist to this. We got to have a twist. So then they tack on like an extra three or four minutes at the end. Gotcha. Which kind of. It makes it even more obnoxious
1: so is it? So, is it are you uh, do you feel like paying attention to the other ones or is this going to be something you may just casually like eh nothing else to I'll do let me turn one
2: probably on probably power through the next two Okay, because I've heard they are better I mean that's what reviews are saying that the next two are better but again if it's anthology and they're not building towards anything why the hell would you make the, fir- the the first couple episodes the best ones uh, you would think so, so. I guess we'll see. All right. I um, think the, I, and and the, the next episode, I believe, from the trailer, is about a woman who finds a camera and her son is killed in some sort of gang-related or possibly police-related shooting, and she's trying to stop it, hmm. which... I, we just had an episode about an MP3 player that predicted the future, so now we're going to get an episode about a video camera that's predicting the so, future.
0: So let me ask you this. Is he, uh, what was that TV show back in the uh, 80s and the 90s that they were Friday the 13th, the series? Do you remember yeah. they, it was mm-hmm. like occult stuff and it was magical stuff, and is that what this basically sounds like it is? It sounds like he, uh, He's been watching too many of those
2: episodes. Well, so so <laughs> far, it's just been a bad Twilight Zone. Just
0: not that good. Well, he yeah, we said that it could either be like the 50s, when, which was which really good, or the really bad ones from the 90s. <laughs> yeah,
2: the UPN Twilight Zone the Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, uh, the problem, I guess the biggest problem I had is if the episode was weak – why the hell did you feel the need to compare it to one of the best Twilight Zone episodes by naming it a 90, variation of yeah. that episode? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you drew your own, like uh, um, you set the expectation way too high by by naming it. One well, when there's no when when you're comparing it to the first episode, you want to see a twist on what happened in the first episode. Then when it's well, the only thing is that they're both set on a plane. You uh, first you you set yourself up for disappointment. Then, when the episode's not very good and you've named it after an episode that was very good, uh, you know, if, it, if they had changed the name and it was to episode six, all right, it just wasn't a great episode. When it's a week one episode that launched to debut this new program and you named it after a very important, you know, well-loved episode and then strike out, you got a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Well let's hope they try not to uh replace Billy Mummy and the uh you know, the kid yeah. that controlled the world or whatever. Uh, but keep us updated on that. Um play, well, well, before they- we go into Podman Ronix, I'm sure you'll have more to say. I do want to say that I watched a few episodes of Ultraman on Netflix, the new anime Ultraman. Uh and it was it was all right. Not as good as uh I would say uh
2: Voltron?
1: Voltron, or what was the other one that I've tuned into? I guess Voltron. Um, but, uh, no, it was pretty good. Again, I remember Ultraman as a kid and all that stuff, and Ultraman in Japanese culture, kind of like, like with Godzilla, has been kind of a, a mainstay over in Japan, uh, uh TV shows and everything it's just that the US happened to see Ultraman in the 60s and now he's back but they they do tie that up tie it together with the uh the Ultraman of the 60s and all that kind of stuff so decent uh anime uh it's kind of the computer generated type anime like uh Star Wars Rebels or uh uh Resistance that type of animation, which I'm not a huge fan of. but uh,
2: Yeah, where it's like the two kind of ping pongs between like uh, 2D and
1: 3D. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. yeah. But, uh, again, the the uh, the armor, the Iron, the Iron Man, the Ultraman armor and everything looks pretty cool and all that. So I'd say give uh, give the first episode a watch. See how you like it, if you're an anime fan. I
2: I didn't even know it was coming out. So, yeah, to what turned on tonight to watch a Santa Clarita Diet and got uh, – uh, an Ultraman trailer or preview at the beginning.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. So, and well, now Ultraman! Podman uh, Rodgers. We'll try to talk uh, you into, preview into what you. rating of that read. would
2: probably have dropped, right? If we're going by the PMR rating system, I like, started out, I was like, Ultraman! And then by the end, I was like,
3: Ugh.
2: Yeah, so, Ultraman. <laughs> as as that trailer looped on, I it lost me in that first, like, minute. Or I guess the only minute of that, like little you
1: know, trailer <laughs> the first, that pops not, up on first three seconds, I was excited about. I was
2: it. like, ah, oh, Ultraman! Hot damn! Oh, wait, no. this is not good this animation. This is not
1: my this is not my Ultraman." So. A lot of controversy on it, uh, but you mentioned Santa Clarita Diet, uh, Podman Ron. You've been uh, watching
3: that.
0: I have. I really enjoyed this show. This is a uh, this is definitely a uh, a five rating for me. I really like this show. Wow. Uh, it's got a oh, great balance of it's humor. It's got a great balance of humor. Uh, sci-fi, I guess. What you call this? Sci-fi? I don't mm-hmm. know what you call it. Zombie yeah, stuff? I mean, it's really?
2: sci-fi, but not really.
0: It's, uh, it's really funny, though. I mean, the, the, the jokes land really good. The acting and all of it's great. The, the side characters are funny. Uh, it's a really good show. Uh, I definitely recommend it to people. Season three is... Not has not disappointed whatsoever.
1: And no. you've you've watched it since season one. Since season one, I watched. Oh, okay, you're not just binging through it right now. No, no.
0: Season season two was really good too. So,
2: well, um. they realized at the end of season one, I think that Timothy Oliphant is more the star of this than Drew Barrymore is. Ooh. Yeah, yeah,
0: I do want to say one thing about Drew Barrymore. I really like Drew Barrymore. Don't get me wrong. She's she's fantastic in this show. But something I have, cannot get to stop watching is the way she talks.
1: The way she moves her mouth?
0: mouth. Yeah. Yes. Well, she's Has always, she always done that. Done that? Yes. Oh, yeah, always. That's, yeah.
1: That's what she's known she for like is moving she her mouth. That's what just, she's
2: known for, yeah.
0: Like talking out of the side like that? Yes. Yeah.
1: I think we probably, known we've
0: probably
1: probably talked about it on this fucking podcast.
0: Oh, I don't yeah. remember any of that, but it seems like it's gotten worse or something. She I may have, have had, had a stroke, it. yeah.
1: Wait, is this yeah. a Mandela effect? <laughs> oh, shit. In your universe, we gotta go- does
2: Drew Barrymore not have a lisp?
1: Oh, yeah, my God. This a lisp? This is a total Mandela effect.
2: It's a Mandela effect. PMR it's just came a- over to our universe. It's
0: not a lisp. It's more or less a... A weird, like she's had a stroke and she's talking no. all of the side of her mouth.
2: No, she had a lisp as a kid. And, I, I mean, and it
1: was so it adorable. Said, Spielberg yeah. told, told her, you know what, don't lose that lisp, kid. Yeah.
2: No, what I think is, I think like an acting coach or a speech therapist or somebody said, if you do this, it will underplay your lisp. So I think she does that and talks that way so that you don't hear the lisp or so she can... Uh move yeah, beyond it.
1: You're you're making excuses for it now.
2: Uh, maybe so. Maybe <laughs> so. That's how I rationalize
0: so, it though. So this It is so. a funny show though. It's it's you get a good couple good laughs out loud every episode. Yeah, there's
2: right? a good there's a couple good belly roll laughs. Like last yeah. night I, I there was one and it's just these off comments that people make. Uh but yeah, there was one last night I laughed probably a good two minutes straight. Like Tamara's like, Don't forget to breathe.
0: Yep. Well, my, my favorite one so far this season, Brian, was when the, uh, the they find out, you know, the guy that's uh, going to kill him with the crossbow. You're fixing to say the exact same
2: one. Is it about him working at the pet shop?
0: No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, they, uh, <laughs> they check, so they're, they're like, you know, he has a daughter. They escaped them, yep. And they're like, because his daughter came home. You mean, Have you gotten that? Yeah, that? yeah I've gotten there. And so they they're like you know let's text them and tell him that we've got a daughter too. Oh,
3: that was. And very maybe good he guess. won't want to
0: kill us. So they text them and then they're like, hey, you know, we see you got a daughter. We got a daughter too. And so he texts back, okay. So they're like, what does that mean? Does that mean he's not going to kill <laughs> us or anything? So <laughs> so uh, they're like, do you want to do a truce? They text them that, and then all of a sudden he's like. I'm on my way to kill them at five o'clock. He texts that back to him and, and then he's like, oop, sorry, wrong person.
2: Disregard.
0: <laughs> Disregard. And then he goes, and a uh, reference to truth thumbs up like, yeah, we're, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in for that. You have to see the scene. But it was really funny. It was a good scene.
2: Well, my favorite and, uh, was in that same episode right after he goes to kill him, and they talk him out of it. Right. Yeah, and he says, "Well, maybe I'll, you know." He says, "Maybe I can do anything I want to in my life. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can even work at a pet shop." So you have these high, lofty goals, and then like he's like, he lands on, "I can work at a pet shop." And uh, Joel's like, "Yeah, you can do whatever you want." And he goes, "It's probably going to be the pet shop." <laughs> and then like later, then later on in the episode, he goes, "Hey, so I had an interview at the pet shop, and they, and if you ever want a parrot, I can probably get you an inside deal on one." all yeah. All it, yeah. all it he keeps screaming, "Fuck you, David." <laughs> I can give so, it to you for 200 bucks I'll give it to you for 200 bucks It just keeps screaming fuck you David <laughs> so. It's a great show man yeah,
1: I, may, uh, the- I may tune into the season i watched the first season I It feels like I watched parts of season 2 And got bored so uh, maybe I'll pick Season 2 back up
2: Well in season, at the end of season 1 they realized It, it was like they were trying to make Drew Barrymore The zany one right. And Timothy Oliphant the straight man And then they realized, no, his reactions are just so great. Like, like his, when, cause whenever shit happens, he freaks the hell out. So they kind of switched it to where Drew Barrymore has become the straight man and all this and Joel is, is the comic relief for Timothy Elephant. So.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, they, they play great off each other. And, uh, the only, the the only thing I, I didn't have an interest in this season is the, the the two kids and, and I like both of those kids. I just didn't like their storyline
2: because it kind well, of got it, away. It, it was it, kind of forced. Like it was like, why did they have to have this whole side story?
0: Right, right. So. I kind of I kind of wish they would bring them back to the main story and get get rid of that. I thought that's what they were doing, but it just seemed like they just they just kind of carried out that fracking storyline way too long this season. So it's like okay. But uh, all the actors and actresses in it are really good. I mean, it's a really good show. And I like it because it's only 30 minutes an episode. Ah, right? so now you're talking. Yeah, it really is. It's not an hour episodes. It's 30 minutes, and they're they're really good. So I highly recommend this show. Right. I, and I, I think it does really well for Netflix.
2: <clears throat> I don't know about that, but it's a great show. I don't know how well it does, but it's fantastic. Everyone should be watching it. Everybody should be watching it.
1: All right. It's a little bit of comedy, a little bit of horror, and a lot of Timothy Olyphant.
2: And Alice from uh, Alice. I haven't seen her acting anything in 20 I years. I
0: know. I thought that was pretty funny because I didn't recognize her at first. And then, like, the second episode that she was
2: what's, on, I was like, wait a minute. That's fucking Alice. What's her name? Like Linda, Linda Lavin. Lavin. or
0: Linda Lavin.
2: Linda Lavin. There you go. I can't
0: remember my car keys, but I can remember. I remember Linda Lavin. Com, Linda Lavin from 40 years ago. Totally. She. I saw There's her in something dude, another recently. It wasn't, you know what?
1: I saw her in something recently, and uh, it wasn't the center. She was in of a life. TV
0: show uh, last last season or season four last, okay. like The Apartment 23D. It was about her. It was really no. one of those. The yeah, Apartment 23. No, I, Have I you found another
2: show. way to work that show wow. into the podcast? Man, you, you know that show.
0: Until you watch that show, you shouldn't even say anything about it. All right, don't, don't, don't you, start it, Brian. Brian, you would watch it and you'd be like, you you would lie because you'd say you didn't like it. Yeah, you would have to lie. Him, you'd have to lie because you're giving so much shit. But you'd go, man, the show is really fucking funny. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's the no. truth. All right. Well. I haven't watched it. Have you watched the? Um, any of Arrested Development? I, I just yeah. I'll I was going to ask.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: I just couldn't. I couldn't watch it. I, yeah, I, I haven't watched
1: it. any of season five or whatever it is.
0: I watched the first half of them and they were just they weren't funny. I mean they were terrible. So I yeah. Just powered
2: through the second half. I actually finished it yesterday.
0: Was it um, better than the first half? You can you can be honest. It's. I think the problem I mean, is.
2: The problem, and I was thinking about this earlier today. The problem is, it went from a show about kind of nothing to like they're like, oh well, we got uh, kind of like what we said was wrong with the prequels, or I said was wrong with the prequels. They're like, oh well, we gotta we gotta have like a story arc. We need to have a story arc and a reason to make this. So the whole thing's been about the death of uh, Lucille, or, or possible death of. Lucille Ostero and Buster's murder trial, right? Uh, you know, and...
0: Is she really dead or is she alive? You can tell me.
2: Jimmy, You want me to tell you? Yeah, I don't care. Because it's it's probably over now. Like, the the this was the definitive end of Arrested Development. Like, the way it ends. So, yeah, okay. You want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me. Alright, so... It ends with Job's trying to do uh, a magic trick, and he's supposed to walk through a wall. And so they uh, – he has Buster be his assistant, and Buster has gotten off. There's been a mistrial. He's not – he wasn't convicted for Lucille Two's death. Uh, but he was supposed to dump a dummy in the wall, and they, they – uh, they chip out the dummy after it, cause it's, it's quick drying cement, then he dumps it in, and the cement dries, and it looks like Job's gotten stuck in the wall. Uh, well they chip it out, and they pull her, pull her out, uh, pull the dummy out, and it is Lucille. I'll stare on, they're like, how the hell? And he goes, and Buster just admits that he murdered Lucille too. And that's what Wow, he,
0: he actually did it?
2: He actually did it.
0: Oh, Holy shit.
2: So, yeah. And basically, uh, Michael and, um, George Michael are driving away and they're like, Oh, you know, they'll come back. Michael, he's always got to be the savior. Something'll happen and he'll have to come save us. Ha 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 ha. And then right before that, he just keeps driving away. <laughs> and then the, right after that, they find out that, that, uh, Buster actually murdered. Buster has murdered two people. <laughs> like you find out Buster has murdered two people over the course of this season. Who did kill so. else he kill? Elsie kill? His grandmother when he was a child.
0: So God damn. It got dark. It, shit just got dark. The rest of the, yeah, shit got dark on the rest of the
2: development. And then that the, the the kind of kind of
0: now. we're oh, watching now.
2: You go. I, I mean, here's the thing it's it's the definitive definitive end for the characters. I guarantee you there's not gonna be another season after this. It was basically either. they're like, Hey, this is our big you know, this is how we're wrapping it all up, so people stop asking us for more seasons. And and and, and that's the thing too is the second half of the season. Uh, I didn't realize this, but Portia de Rossi not in it. <laughs> and like, and so then I had to Google. I'm like, I'm like eight episodes into this, and Portia de Rossi has not come back yet. I was like, what the hell happened? And she apparently retired from acting. Yeah. So she's not in it the the second season at all. Is she's she, completely missing.
0: Is she not even in the credit?
2: She's she well she's. She shows up at the very, very, very end. She reveals that, uh, she reveals herself at the very end, uh, right before Buster admits that he killed Lucille too. So.
0: Damn. Holy shit, this is just a dark season, man. That's kinda fucked up.
2: Well, and then they do this, oh, Probably one of the better parts of the season is they keep showing these flashbacks to when Buster and Job and all, uh, were kids. And you've got Kobe Smolder is playing, um, Lucille Bluth. And you've got Taryn Killen, cause, they're, and they're real life husband and wife. Taryn Killen from Saturday Night Live is playing, uh, George Bluth. So set in like 1982. So it keeps flashing back. You don't realize why it's flashing back. Well, then you get into like almost the last episode, you realize it was flashing back because it's telling you how Buster murdered his grandmother. How so ridiculous. it wasn't flashbacks. It was actually, uh, the Netflix series that Ron Howard had put together, like serial, like the serial podcast, <laughs> you know, to, to, to catch a killer. But it's, so they, so it's like an in-world, Netflix series to catch a to catch a killer made about Buster Blue. Hmm. Um and it and it and it chronicles all the all the things that happened up to Buster killing his grandmother. So
0: God, that's all, all right. So it cool. sounds like
1: it sounds like you're uh trying to talk us into watching it.
0: Well, I'm trying I know, to talk, I'm not, I'm not saying to be honest it, with you. I'm, I'm intrigued to be honest with you. All
2: right. I now, here's the thing. I'm not saying it was great or anything by the but It's the definitive end to the series, uh, but I think it was a lot too plot-heavy because everybody had to have their thing going on. So, Job had his whole thing with Tony Wonder going on. You had, um, uh, since uh, um, Portia de Rossi wasn't there, since Lindsay wasn't there, you had to figure out something for Tobias to be doing the whole time, right? So, uh, you had to, and, and then you had the whole thing with Jennifer Walters and and, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy that plays, uh, uh,
1: Jeffrey Tambor.
2: Jeffrey Tambor, you know, because they had that huge blow up the last time around. Right. Uh, so they had this, this weird thing where it's kind of like they put them in scenes together, but they kind of, you could tell that it was awkward and so they didn't do a lot of it. So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, maybe Pied Man Run, maybe. After you're uh, through with Santa Clarita, maybe you'll uh, tune into uh, Arrested Development now.
2: Yeah, you should uh, power through you. it, just so you can just in the completest of you can can watch it, and you can kind of appreciate what they did, even though some of it wasn't very funny. Like the whole the whole fact that the face block thing or the a fake block carried through the entire second half of the season too. You know with George Michael, but again, it's like they had to have something for George Michael to be doing. So it was that whole backstory about him creating that app that people thought was actually, identity, you know, identity theft protection. So yeah, you should watch it, but meet, but throttle your your hopes.
1: All right, well, I You'd think I think you've throttled his hopes up. Uh, but speaking of watching, uh, you know, our uh, uh, we need to move into the movie section here, uh, movie reviews, mm-hmm. because our homework was each one of us was going to watch a movie. So let's – how did that turn out? Yeah. Not good. Why <laughs> – Brian, Brian, did you just say I watched two?
2: I watched two wow. in preparation wow. okay. for the podcast. Ron, I mean, how, did Brian, you, how many did Brian you camera out? Mine. Brian watched the one I was going
0: to, so –
1: Oh. I watched one and uh, seven-eighths of a movie, probably. I just couldn't do that last 15 minutes of it.
2: Um, you know a movie's good when you get, you've get you made that much of a commitment and you're just like, I really don't need to
1: I just cannot do it. So uh, let me start off with that. I was uh, hankering for a good horror movie, uh, so I tuned into, uh, new on Netflix, Mercy Black, I think is the name of it. Uh, a Netflix original horror movie, and it has, jeez, uh, I forgot the girl's name. And uh, tried to uh, tried to like it, but I just could not make it through it past the uh, two or to the last uh, fifteen ten minutes of it. And it was a little bit like the it reminded me of the Babadook, 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 whatever. Oh uh, yeah, have you seen that again? I've seen the Babadook. Yeah, kind of a Babadook. very you know, it has like three actors in it, and that's about it. Um, uh, but it was a little bit of cross between that and the Slender Man and uh it didn't work for me, so I didn't stay with that. But the movie that I did stay for that I kind of uh will kind of recommend. I'll recommend it over Avengers Endgame anytime, is uh <laughs> The Dirt, another Netflix uh movie. Oh,
2: the Motley Crue
1: uh docu- biopic Drama or whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was I mean, everybody talks about, oh, my God, I can't get past the first five minutes of it. It's so filthy, which the first five minutes are the most filthiest parts of it and all that. So if you see nothing else, watch at least the first five minutes of it alone and uh, make sure the kids and maybe the wives still aren't in the room and everything. But, uh yeah, it was a little bit probably over uh over embellished uh, story of Motley Crew. Everybody seemed to. For the most part, get along and, uh, you know, a little bit of drug problem, a little bit of alcohol problem, uh, mainly
0: nothing they couldn't handle.
1: Nothing they couldn't handle. Uh, it seemed like it was mainly from, uh, Nikki Six's point of view, who I'm actually kind of a big fan of Nikki Six, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and Vince, uh, Vince didn't seem like he was quite the asshole as, uh, Everybody seemed to remember him from the
2: eighties. We so. all know him to be.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh Podman Ryan, I know you never were a huge Motley Crue fan, right? No, not really. Everybody. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I can't talk I can't even begin to talk you into watching this movie. I
0: don't even know what yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm i never I'm never a big Motley Crue
1: fan. No. All right. Well I I urge you to watch the first five minutes of it, if you could do that maybe that'll be enough to hook you into it
0: maybe so i don't
1: know i'll have to check it out yeah sex drugs rock and roll good time to be alive in the 80s and be in a hair band uh so anyway so that that's mine it was also it was produced by all four members of mötley crue so i think that's probably <laughs> where the embellishment and the you know everything seemed to be going pretty well for them came from it wasn't like in the unauthorized biography or anything like that um But uh, kind of an overall an enjoyable, an enjoyable, heartwarming uh, flick about sometimes families are the ones you meet, not the ones you're born into.
3: Uh.
1: Oh. So there you go. So that's my two. So Dirt, I say go watch it as soon as possible. Uh, But Mercy Black, go ahead and skip it. Skip it. Skip it. Not even doing Podman rating. I'm almost. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get the binary ratings back, Brian.
2: Oh, that would be that'd be so great if you could. Yeah.
1: So I give it a one and a zero.
2: Yeah, we could call it a push or a pass.
1: A push. Give wow. It a push, a push or push a pass. Push the button and play it. I, yeah.
2: Or just pass. Uh, pass on by.
1: Podman Ron, do you do you buy into the push or pass? It's just.
2: I mean,
0: I like the rating system better.
2: Okay. (laughs) Of course you do.
0: (laughs) I like the five. I like the five. I like the, I like a little bit more than push or pass.
2: I like the simplicity of push or pass. So. All right. Well, I
0: mean, you know, if you just say push or pass, it's like, eh. I mean, there's some movies that you're going to say, well, you can watch it. (laughs) Or you can't. <laughs> you can. So you can't.
1: Well, so maybe you can
0: either push it or pass
1: it. You know what we should do is agree to disagree, and whoever's doing the review of the movie, then you you do your own rating system.
3: Oh, that'd be perfect.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to stick with the binary rating and give the dirt a one and give Mercy Black a zero. Brian, what are the movies you've watched?
2: Uh, I watched uh, Excalibur. Oh. And know, wait a minute. that was my retro movie review, and when, I went and saw Ush, Us. Oh, Because okay. apparently, uh, this week I've decided to commit like five hours to Jordan Peele. You projects.
1: love you some fucking Jordan wow, Peele,
2: don't I know, you, man? So people can't say that I'm just a hater. I, not only did I I paid premium, paid for premium content on the CBS Access app, app to watch Twilight Zone, I also paid to go see that. Well. I paid for my A-list membership through AMC Cinemas Yeah, of course. and used one of my entitlements to go see Us by Jordan Peele.
1: And I talked a little bit about Us in the last episode. Tell us uh, what you think.
2: Every bit as disappointing as, wow. as of the Twilight Zone? Of The Twilight Zone. Yeah.
1: See, I thought yeah. it was enjoyable while they were being chased by the people and you kind of didn't... You didn't know the, didn't know the, the sci-fi the story with the doppelgangers, but then once it kind of got into that and didn't bother explaining yeah. uh, any of it, which I'm okay with as well, but it's just sort of like, eh. I, when it, again, similar to Get Out, it goes into this like a straight 90-degree angle sci-fi as opposed to just a straight horror movie, uh, and it kind of loses me on that.
2: Yeah, so, and and the only explanation we got was Oh well, it was a government project to Fucking control government to to control people's minds. Yeah, fantastic. There's got to be less convoluted ways to control people's minds
1: than to a, make clones of every person on Earth.
2: And me, how the hell did they ho- did they house, you know, double the uh, the
1: uh, <laughs>
3: population?
1: If, if
2: every human being has a doppelganger that is being housed by the government in a government facility underground. Sorry to spoil it at this point. Well, like, you know I what heard, are the I logistics a, of that?
0: Yeah, I heard a podcast today about it. And uh they I wasn't really paying attention to the podcast, and all the next thing I know they were giving spoilers out, and I'm thinking, This can't be right. Because this sounds really stupid.
2: Yeah, so here's the twist. I'll just put it out there. Yeah. The the twist is you think this whole time there's something going on with this particular family, and they have doppelgangers that are coming to kill them. And the twist is, no, no, no. There's a doppelganger uprising, and every person, at least in the United States, has a doppelganger that is now coming from like that lives underground like a Morlock <laughs> is now coming or uh, above ground to murder uh, their their the normal dopp- their twin yeah twin right so but then it spends no time explaining a how the hell did the governments figure out how to do this b why are you tethered to your doppelganger well why does them influencing your doppelganger have any influence on you other than i guess just like twin syndrome right like the telekinetic twin kind of thing c how did they house all these people or feed all these people. Apparently, they only fed them rabbits yeah. for some reason.
1: And they lived um, in the stray tunnels of abandoned subways.
2: Yeah. There's apparently a whole underground tunnel system underneath the beach at Santa Cruz, which, you know, how do you keep the water out? <laughs> like, you can't you can't bury below sea level right at the ocean. Or you can't dig below and build under below sea level at the ocean. Uh which just odd. The uh, and when the government decided that the project was a failure, they just basically nailed them up. They just, they didn't even lock the doors. No. They just basically said, "All right, well, let's just leave them all down here. Let's just head on out." Yeah. <laughs> so we, they left all of these Morlock doppelganger people living underneath the United States.
1: Uh, Yeah, it it, it was just too much, too much to ask for the audience. It felt like, again, if they if they would have done something and this family was being terrorized by the by their sets of doppelgangers and those were the only doppelgangers in the movie, then I maybe could have gone there and they would have a reason why this family sort of like um, because that part of it I enjoyed. Um, But the when it kind of went there, it was like, I don't know. And then. Like you said, Brian, with the, the little boy, he, uh, he could kind of somewhat control Marionette, uh, control his doppelganger, but no one else could. Right? I mean, it was kind right. of, the, the rules of it were weird. Again, I'll, I'll say this. I said this before and hopefully you'll agree. Uh, Winston Duke was, I think the shining star of it. I oh, enjoyed yeah, absolutely. his poster. He performance. was the shining star of the movie. Yeah, he yeah. was
2: great. And the thing is, I liked, um, oh, what's her name? Lupita. Main character, I liked her too, but even when she, even you know, her playing both parts, I thought she was creepy. You know, as the even though you know, uh, uh, what uh, Americans with disabilities are not yeah, not they're, loving they're that they're performance. They're mad. Right? I, I like I I liked the duality of the way she played those two characters, but yeah, it was too much. You can't suspend that much disbelief. You I can't. You can't say, "Hey, this is this is quasi sci-fi," knowing that you're going to bring in a, sw- a sci-fi fan base right. that is known for questioning and wanting the explanations to everything, and then just saying, well, "Trust us, and we're not going to explain it." Yeah, don't even like the it. stuff about the hands across America. Yeah, that was. It was weird. like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I don't know. All right, not, so uh, so
1: not, not too good there. So what's your what's your what's your review? Your choice of ratings for to <laughs> to do the review, uh, and what is it?
2: I'll go with a push pass.
1: Okay, and what do you say here? I'll say pass. Wow. Okay, not even worth taking a gander at.
2: I mean, well, uh, to your point, if you want to watch the movie, and then when. Uh, she goes back in the Hall of Mirrors, turn the movie off. Yeah, yeah. And then go, you know, grab a, a legal pad and just write out what you think the ending yeah. really should be. <laughs> You'll be much more satisfied with this film.
1: After uh, Tim Heidecker gets slaughtered, then it kind of, uh, yeah, 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 I lose all interest after that. Uh, yeah. Okay, well there you go. There's that. And so, Podman Ron, you still have no desire to see it?
0: No, I'm not gonna see it. I'm not gonna I mean, see especially it, especially now. I mean, I. I had an interest in it before, and we almost went and saw it this weekend. Alex already saw it, but he was going to go oh. again with it You would uh, have yeah. hated it. Yeah, I'm kind of – after hearing that shit yesterday or today when I heard the podcast, and then Brian's pretty much confirmed all of it, yeah,
2: don't stupid, so. it sounds
1: pretty stupid. Again, I'd say it was a, somewhat enjoyable, but uh, I didn't quite uh, go there where they wanted me to go.
2: If you're here's, I'll say it's a push – but at a certain point, you need to pass.
0: <laughs> well, you see, that makes no sense, Brian. That's why you need That's why. Uh,
1: Podman runs no, got no, a no, point no. there.
2: Like, you can, watch, yeah. you can watch up until the last 20 minutes of that movie and then just turn it off and feel somewhat satisfied.
0: Okay. Sounds like you give it about a three. It's an average. Mm,
2: no, no. God, no.
1: God, no. That's very confusing. All right. Well, uh, now I think it's uh, it's time for Brian's second movie review. Uh, but it's a very special movie review because we've got a retro review coming up. So, Brian, what is this old movie that you dug out from uh, from your uh, DVD bins here and finally decided to watch?
2: Uh, Excalibur. Excalibur. From 1983? 82, wow. I think. Wow. Uh, so...
1: Nigel, uh, somebody or another, and a young Patrick Stewart, a hair, a hairy Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart yeah.
2: right? Yeah, he's got hair. He's only in like the first like 20 minutes of the movie-ish. Uh, and it's got Helen Mirren.
1: Oh, that's right. And what's wild about that?
2: Right. Yeah, uh, this she plays, plays more, uh, Morgan LeFay. Yeah. So in this movie, I remember as a child, like we had HBO as a kid. Not to put that out there, but yeah. Wow, you I were, was well to do as a you child. You were
0: very good at
2: HBO, and it was it was the, it was always the movie that was always on HBO, and I was always it, my parents made a stink about you can't watch Excalibur, don't yeah. watch that movie. Yeah. You watch Excalibur, like
1: <laughs> and I. They did not I, want you knowing about the Arthurian they, legend.
2: They did not want me knowing about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it became almost like a like a a, a phobia. Yeah. But uh, and I guess it's because there's a part where Helen yeah. Mirren's wearing, like, a see-through neticle Yeah,
1: it was hot.
2: I don't know if it was that or the fact that she was having sex with her half-brother yeah, that they didn't like.
1: They did not but like it.
2: Either way, oh, uh, Gabriel Byrne's in this movie. Gabriel Byrne oh. plays Uther. Oh, okay. Right. So, anyway. Mm. But, uh, uh, yeah, watch the movie. Not great. <laughs> I mean, even by early 80s standards, yeah. like the, uh, the, uh, and I was telling Brad this in the green room when the definitive movie version of the Arthurian legend is Monty Python's quest for the Holy Grail,
0: <laughs> you, got, you got a problem. You got a problem there. Good so, lord. So, but
2: in that same vein, I've been on a real King Arthur sort of thing. Probably because of Camelot 3000, one of all time favorite <laughs> comics, right? Uh, I'm reading uh, The Once and Future King. So,
1: Wow, a book? Are we? Wait a minute, are we doing
2: book reviews now? What the fuck? We, I'm going to throw one in just because it's on topic, I guess.
1: Oh my God, this is not going to be yeah. good. I don't have a theme song for book reviews. You can't do a book review. Uh,
2: okay, will just kill it then. <laughs> kill it. But yeah, what's interesting about just what's it, Ron, you've never read... Once the future king, right? I say that. No, decision. no, no. Okay. So uh, uh, it's just interesting because Merlin ages backwards, right? right? So uh he has knowledge of you know at least the 1950s technology because yeah, you know, that was when it was written, was in the 50s. So he knows things about you know. Medical medication and devices, this kind of thing. It was, and so it's very referential. There's lots of times Merlin will reference stuff that's current or quasi-current, but he's back in 600 AD or whatever, right? So it's uh, and it's very, at least the Sword in the Stone is the section I'm on right now. It's very Harry Potterish oh. and very uh, tongue-in-cheek. Um, very funny like a lot of the things that, that occur so again uh, the most authentic version of the King Arthur story is probably well, Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail so there's there's a lot of pump, uh, Monty Python-esque moments in T. H. White's Once and Future King
3: so
1: uh, yeah no I, I I've uh I probably snuck a viewing of Excalibur in when I was a kid, uh, just to see sweet, <laughs> sweet Helen Mirren's naughty bits. Uh, also Liam Neeson was in that.
3: If yes, I he was.
1: Correctly. So, yeah, it's a treasure trove of, uh, British actors. Um, but the, but I remember. Yeah, Liam Neeson
2: ca- play, played Gawain.
1: Yeah. Uh, I remember pretty much liking it and everything, but again, I, it feels like everything was ADR'd, like they, like they didn't roll sound when they were actually filming it and then they had to go back in the studio and re record everybody's voices again. It all it yeah, almost like seemed like Hillies everything was very yeah, very uh weird sounding. You know, like it wasn't they weren't completely out of sync or anything, but it just sounded like they were uh overdubbed. But uh that's that's my main takeaway from it. And and uh the the good part about it, uh the armor I thought was really cool for uh a nineteen eighties movie.
2: Yeah, the armor was cool. Especially uh, the armor I liked the best was the creepy armor that uh, um, oh Mordred. Crap, what's the uh, Mordred that Mordred had? Yeah. So at the end.
1: Uh, so there you go. So a good uh, a good retro review there. What uh, What do you give that then?
2: <laughs> I'd probably give it a three, no. just because I feel like it's one of those that I probably should have watched. You know, before now, like, uh, uh I feel like yeah. if I had watched it earlier on, I might, uh, have enjoyed it better.
3: Yeah.
2: You know? So. Like before
0: 1990? <laughs> before 1990,
2: <laughs> before 19, yeah. Before
0: 1985?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just could have snuck down to the television yeah. one night were, for about three hours. You were too busy. Does it got nudity? Knows. Does it got nudity in it? Helen
1: yeah. Mirren. Helen Mirren? Mm. I mm.
2: oh, no, no. 1980s Helen Mirren. It was pretty alright.
1: That was not bad. Pretty
2: alright.
1: It's like trying to watch uh, Electric Blue on Showtime uh, at eleven o'clock at night when no one's around. Uh, so, Podman, had did have you ever seen Excalibur? I have not. And after this review,
0: and I will probably like. will not. Wow. Okay. The only Excalibur movie I would like to see is Camelot three thousand. If we can get. Why has that not been made into a fucking movie is beyond me. It's
1: has anybody read that? Me. Brian, you're on the kick here. Have you read it recently?
2: I read it about a year and a half ago. Okay, that's pretty recent. Yeah, man. It holds up. It does? Yeah, it look great.
1: So, Camelot 3000 was a DC uh, uh, miniseries, 12 issues or something like that, about the uh, retelling the Arthurian legend in the year 3000. Um uh,
2: yeah, it was like one of DC's first premium format maxi-series.
1: Yeah, I remember out, really liking it, yeah.
2: I think that came out right before or right after Watchmen. But it doesn't get the love that Watchmen gets, right, because it's not superheroes. But I guess that's my plan is to is to power through um, Once and Future King and then go read Camelot 3000 you know what, Uh Not to do any
0: spoilers for Camelot 3000, but one of the things that's kind of funny, because I reread it a few years ago, too. Wow. Wow. Uh, The, um, one of the funny things is, is two of the knights, uh, well, one of them comes back as a woman. And it's the shocking thing was like his wife or girlfriend also came back. So you have this scene where they finally hook up and get together. Um, no, it's not Guinevere. It's somebody, it was a, it was a, it was a woman. Tristan. Yeah. And uh, they get together and it's two women and you're like, yeah. "Oh my." I mean, this is like in the 80s. So you're like, "My parents oh wouldn't let me read that comic."
1: Yeah, I missed that issue. But, so what now? My parents wouldn't let me read that issue. I I missed that one.
0: Are you serious?
1: No, I'm not. No, I, I jerked uh, off to it.
0: I was gonna say, when like, did your parents ever look at what you were like, running?
1: like every red blooded boy nerd in the 80s, I jerked off to Camelot 3000 when the two chicks <laughs> were making off. Yes. Okay, I did. Jesus, is that what you want me to say? <laughs>
0: it didn't was pretty goddamn hot. It was, was so like, hot. Yeah, I was like, goddamn, man. Fucking hot. Uh,
2: well, what is, here's something else interesting about Once and Future King. Uh, Robin Hood's in it. So, like, oh, it takes a. There's goodness. like a. It diverts and brings in the whole Robin Hood mythology into uh, Camelot, too.
1: Oh, well, there you go. So. Now
0: I'm all
1: confused. Yeah, it's more book stuff. Book stuff from more the nerds. More <laughs> <book stuff.
0: laughs>
2: Don't no. confuse us. All right, boy. Well, show just... me the pictures. Where are the word balloons? <laughs> yeah, where's the word it's <laughs> all word balloons.
1: <laughs> it's all a big word balloon. Uh, all right. So next week, as we're, we're as I'm trying to wrap up here, uh, next week I think we could give a full Shazam review. Hopefully, right?
2: I've been waiting for two weeks too.
1: Uh, you may have to rewatch it to remember it.
0: I will. I'm going tomorrow night at seven o'clock. All so right. I will be ready for. I keep hearing nothing but great. Great things about it, though. Yeah, a, a push,
1: a push in the number one. You were hearing, that's all good stuff, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I
0: just great stuff about
1: it. So. All right. Do we do I we want to? I, I mean, we'll we'll have that as our main focus of the next episode. But do we want to? Do we want to try for another assignment uh, outside of just Shazam? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, I'll,
2: yeah, I'll tackle something. Okay. Uh, just. Pick another movie, or is there a movie you'd like for me to watch?
1: Uh, well, I don't have my uh, I don't have my stuff ready to do the next episode. I'll I'll come up with some crazy ass rules uh, for our okay. uh, Netflix roulette, and, uh, okay. and we'll do that. Okay, so I'll, uh, that's my commitment is I'll come up with that. So uh, feel free to watch a movie to give a review outside of Shazam. Uh, maybe oh. Brian, since you've you've got the uh, streaming service, uh, maybe you can watch the uh, a couple of the old TV shows and review that the old Shazam TV shows.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll watch the old Shazam TV show and and uh, do a retro review on it because yeah. I've never seen it before.
1: Oh, perfect. So, yeah. so it's an all well, Shazam episode. So. Oh my god.
2: And uh, speaking of Zachary Levi Shazam, I booked our. Uh, our meet-and-greet for Megacon.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. How many meet-and-greets are you doing that day?
2: So, so far, I've got uh, Marty and Doc Brown, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. I've got uh, David Tennant, the 10th Doctor, and Zachary Levi, only because Linda Carter has not gone on sale yet. Wow. I will be getting Linda Carter. I bet you will.
0: So. Oh, yeah. Hell
2: yeah! If not, picking up another. You know, uh Patrick Warburton's going to be there too. So I've got a. Uh, a uh, um, He's a, actually going to uh, be
0: a Momocon this
2: year. So. Is he? Uh, I've oh, got a Brock Sampson action figure. So I was. I wasn't necessarily going to get a picture because people might really like. Who the hell is that?
0: But I. Everybody know him from Putty. Um, yeah. Sidefelt so yeah, the there.
2: tick. Oh, Tick season two is coming back. Yeah. So. Maybe We can check out that, but uh, I may get that figure signed, and you know. So, but mm-hmm. his pictures are only sixty bucks. And I think the signing is only like thirty. So, That's not awesome. bad for Patrick Warburton.
3: Oh.
2: so yeah.
1: All right. Well, very good.
2: Anyway. Oh, you know, it's something we've totally blanked on, and that probably tells you, you know, what we all thought of the episode. Nobody felt the need to give a review of the season finale of uh, Walking Dead
0: holy shit what the hell happened man I mean god you know they went into the the whisper one and that was really good with the spikes on the head and everything but then you know they did this that's where they should have ended at and then they did this final episode and it oh
2: whoo yeah yeah, it's basically like snow snowball
0: fight oh my god
2: Walking Dead, season finale, it snows. That's all. uh. That's the only thing that happens.
1: So So. maybe for TV next week, you guys can do a uh, Walking Dead recap?
2: I think that's a sufficient recap. Or was
1: that it? That was pretty much it? Okay. I think we just did. All right,
0: that's it. There's not much to recap.
1: All right, well, we'll uh, look forward to Shazam. And whatever movie, or or the, the Shazam movie, as well as the Shazam TV show reviews. But until next time,
3: save it for the podcast.